Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Happy Monday. It's uh, crazy times, crazy times. But you know what? Together, uh, we'll take and make this all uh, all livable, man. We'll come out of this. So, uh, chapter uh, chapter four. We're going to get into this right now. Hey, Chris, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we're good. Got good audible. Uh, got good uh, visual on the screen. Yep. Right on. So you know, this is probably one of the most important chapters is building the financial foundation. This is part two, the, the last, uh, the last uh, class, if you didn't catch that, we recorded it. You can find that over on YouTube. Uh, we also went live on detailing success on Facebook. So you can see it there too. Uh, was really, man, it was really good. Uh, we had Megan from, from auto geek and uh, uh, Bob from PNS and just a lot of great information. And so it's a really, really important part of it. Now, a lot of people think, well, it's more for new businesses. Wrong. Every aspect, you know, every quarter you should be back looking over your financials and, and, and your foundation is going to change. Uh, current events within the world is definitely going to change uh, most businesses, most lives, most individuals. So uh, we'll jump into it with that. So um, I've got the quote of the day. I love this is, you know, I've always said shoot for the moon. Uh, even if you miss, you're going to land among the stars. And so, you know, it's just a great quote. So right now is, you know, I think we're on the backside. Hopefully we're going to start looking at some of the states opening up, some of you uh, getting back to work, some of our customers starting to uh, loosen up a little bit, and we'll get back into the flow of things. Uh, today is going to be page 66 through 78. We're going to go over the financial competing with seasoned professionals. Maybe you are that seasoned professional. Maybe the top dog. Well, this is going to give you some an inside look at what people are looking at and what they're paying attention to to keep you in that position, to keep you in that pole position. Setting yourself up with the right realities. We're going to talk about that. Sales, expect, um, sales expenses, profit projections. Uh, looking at sales projections, looking at expense projections, and looking at profit projections is really tough. Uh, and it's something that few people do because it's kind of a you know, whether you're new or experienced, it's, it's, a, it's a brain teaser. You got to put some, you got to burn some brain cells to get through this. So we're going to talk about that. Setting up your business either as a sole proprietor, LLC, corporation, uh, why a CPA should be your best pal in the world, record keeping, taxes, insurance, federal, state, and local government, uh, engaging with them. Uh, this is going to be really important coming out of this because I'm going to tell you a lot of people are going to be looking uh, for funds, for funding, and a lot of jurisdictions are gonna be looking at penalizing people for what they're not doing. And then business equipment, we're gonna talk about outfitting your, your, your office, whether it be at a shop or at home. So before we get into that, I had a simple statement this weekend that says, what are you covering this out of? So, you know, I haven't really promoted the book. I'm not here for that reason. Uh, but this is where you can see the tabs, it's going all the way out to the end. We had an original plan as Chris and I were gonna take and start this uh, we thought it'd probably be a six to nine month endeavor. Uh, we're going to do it in probably right about two months. So we've amplified it just to get through this. Uh, we're going to keep on this. We'll, we'll, we'll change it. It'll still be build, business build up, but we'll change it around a little bit and have a little more fun with it. But because of what we're going through, we wanted to go through it very quickly. Uh, with that, my wishes for all of you, once that we relaunch and it's, it's getting closer, we're not getting further. We're getting closer is man, I, I want you guys to just, everybody listening to this is, is business on steroids. Uh, you need to get real serious about things. Get angry about what's going on. Get angry at what we've gone through. Get angry at, at, at maybe we didn't have enough savings put away. Get angry, take some of that on and go after it. But more so, I, I heard a really cool, cool um, saying this weekend. I was reading an article and it said, the number one way that you can reduce your uh, stress and uh, uh, be happier as a person is to daily wake up and make one promise of something you're going to do to yourself and then keep the promise. And so I really thought that was cool. So today starts that process in my life of keeping a promise to myself. And I thought it was pretty cool. It's not always going to be the same promise. It'll be different promises. We'll adjust. Weekends may be a little different than busy work, uh, work days. Uh, work days will be a little different, you know, we'll prioritize and so forth. I, I thought that was, and Chris, isn't that kind of a cool thing is to make a promise to yourself and keep it for that day? Yeah, or even uh, even a little longer, you know, but, um, but it, it is. I mean, that's how I sometimes go and accomplish my daily goals is just to make that promise first thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got, want to call, we got a lot of great people on here. I mean, wow. Just, I mean, a lot of, a lot of pe- cool people. Uh, Jason Rose, thanks for making it in. appreciate it. It's always good to see you on. Pressure's always on when you got a, a walking legend giant among you, you know, you always have to, you feel, Oh boy, you know, you got to really, you got to really perform. So I, I like it when people of that caliber, are on. I like it when all of you are on. Hey, we got, we got a, we got a good uh, group going over on Facebook too. Well, let's launch into it. But really you look at this picture of this, you know, this rocket, man. I mean, this is SpaceX type of stuff. And I just want you to get fired up, but not just fired up. I want you to control chaos is I want, you know, to be rubbed by this. I want you to be rubbed the wrong way. I want you to get uncomfortable. You know, I want you to take and just, just get to the point where you're like, hell yeah, I'm going to bring it back stronger than it's ever been. And I'm not going to be necessarily bigger. I'm going to be better. And so I want you fired up. So get fired up. There's also three things that blow me away. And stand by at the very end. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. And it's all related to this, the foundation, the financial foundation. So I'm going to share those three things with you. Now, in the meantime, this is Rick. Uh, we've asked for fun pictures. Rick, this is a picture of pictures. But look at the air that he's got. Now, I want to tell you, you can see if you can see my cursor. Chris, you see that cursor? Yeah. Okay, so look at the bottom of Rick's, you know, rear tire right here on his motorcycle. Now, let me show you where mine would be. Okay, I'm going to come way down here, way down here. Okay, you might be able to see a little bit of air underneath mine, but probably not, but probably not. So hats off to you, Rick. That's, uh, that's a cool picture. That's not going out fun. Now, why this? If you've got a fun photo, we got several of them. We got a lot of you that sent this in. So we're going to do one, 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 one a presentation. Uh, send it over to me. Uh, I'd love to see it. Rennie at Detailing Success, but just having a little fun. So, Rick, thanks. Hopefully you're, uh, you got plans to get on that bike. So, so rethink everything is, is I'm going to start talking in future tense as we're going to move ahead. Is on, let's go back to September 1st, 2001. Would we have ever guessed that we would be facing what we face in American airports with TSA? Now, I'm not complaining about TSA. I don't want my airplanes to go boom, boom. Um, but we don't know the changes that are going to come from this. I can guarantee we've already seen it. It's changed our lives. It's changed our business. It's changed our finances. It's changed our perspective. It's, it's gotten some people relaxed and happy. I kind of be in that group. I'm kind of go with it. And other people are out protesting and angry. And, uh, you know, I'm watchful of my government. I'm watchful of the world of what's going on. But I'm in no means angry. I just want to keep get everything going when it's safe and get back to work and go make some money. But rethink everything because when this is done, don't get angry, adjust. When you get angry, your focus is removed. Keep your eyes wide open because there might be a lot of opportunity that you never thought possible before. There's going to be a lot of things happening. All these conveyor companies that built all these stations for TSA, all these scanning devices, all of that. Look at the jobs that were created. Look at the income that was created. So Lee as entrepreneurs have got to look at that aspect, not the angry aspect. So financially uh, competing with seasoned professionals. Let's go through this right off the bat. Fake it until you make it. Here's the deal. I am, uh, I'm part of the one to five percenters. Now, why do I say this? It's because when I, you know, when I, I did a relaunch into detailing uh, when I was about 30, I left detailing and went into other industries and business, sold my company. And they came back into it. And the reason why I could fake it until I made it was because one simple factor is that uh, I already had business experience. I was coming back into detailing. Had it changed much? At those times, being gone for 10 years, it really didn't matter. It changed a little bit, but not a lot. Now, man, you're gone for a year or two and it's changed a lot. But here's the factor. You can make it. I'm not saying you can't. You can definitely do it. But the fake it until you make it is is one to five percent factor because of there's a lot of sharp people in the industry that it, it, we just weren't there. We weren't that smart back in those days. We, we, just, we just weren't. We weren't networked. We weren't connected. We are kind of just doing what we've done for a long time. And now it's just not that way. There's a lot of smart people that are supporting the industry and that are in the industry. Connections. Can you meet them or beat them at the number of connections they have locally? Now, if you're that seasoned professional – If you're in that top pole position in your business, you've got to take and listen to this from the standpoint as how can you keep people from taking over that pole position? So this just isn't to you new folks. 
This is to you seasoned folks that are trying to take and protect the ground that you've got. Don't talk. I'll go back. Let's go to connections. Meet them or beat them is we've talked so much during these, these, these events. And we talk so much at industry events. We talk so much in my lectures about relationships. You know, if somebody sees it and they don't have good relationships, ooh, watch out. That's prime real estate for a takeover. Um, now, if they're deeply connected and they got deep roots, that's going to be somebody that's going to be hard to compete with. I'm not saying you can't. You could pull into the, the second position and draft behind them maybe, but to actually beat them when they've got those deep connections, you got to look at that. Those connections, is, it's, pretty, it's pretty tough. It's powerful. So you want them. And if somebody else has them, we're just going to have to go out and make your own. It's not saying that the market's not big enough. Let me tell you, two great detailers, even in a small market, that are marketing correctly and doing the right things is they can't handle all the work. They just can't. They just can't. So there's room in most many markets uh, for a dog, uh, top dog, and make a secondary dog. Uh, there definitely wasn't the markets we went into. We just wanted to be that top dog. And usually we were because people are so lousy at relationships. Uh, don't talk shit. Don't go out and talk. I don't care if you're the big dog or the little dog or the new dog or the old dog. Don't. It's just, if, if you're the old dog and you talk shit about the new guys, all it's doing is, is inflaming them. It's putting power in there. It's putting wind in their sails and they could come in and do some damage. If you're the new kid on the block and you're talking shit about the old dude, you're going to have it handed to you. So just don't. Just shut up and be professional. Uh, my first shops versus now. My first shops were basic. Uh, I've never been into prime shops. I've always been into prime income. I've always been into prime services, customer experience. I've always been one, and I'm not saying it's right. And I'm not saying it's wrong to go the opposite way. But my shops, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm in my new shop now. It's quite the shop. But I, it took me, you know, 27 years to get to the spot. I did it slowly. I did it steadily. Your online presentation, how are you presenting out online? in your market. How are you going to take on those that have been around a long time? Let me tell you, some of the long time people have fallen behind online. So some of you newer guys might have the advantage, but maybe not. And then the you factor, that's, that's next to connections and relationships. That's the most important thing on this list is you. It's how you do all the above and everything. All eyes are on you or you want all eyes on you. And so how you conduct yourself is very, very important uh, within the industry, uh, within your community. Uh, with an online, you know, you're going to be out there. How many people on this call right now have seen friends just lose their shit over the current stuff that's going down and have either defriended people or put them to sleep, you know, where you just, you know, you're ignoring them for a little while. Some people are just losing their minds and I just don't want to see it. It's not the fact that I don't agree. They got the right to do it. I just, that's just not what I want to see on my feed. And so, you know, it's, don't be that person. You're a business owner, man. You got to be Switzerland. I know, well, I'm going to stand up for what I believe. Well, good. It's going to cost you business. You know, simple as that. I love, you know, I'm, we've watched a little more movies. We're going back through and watching an old classic series, Highway to Heaven right now with Michael Landon. And wow, what a, what a series. And, um, you know, I'm thinking back is my favorite movie stars are those that I don't know their political stance. And I don't know their stance on if they're liberal or, you know, right or left-sided. Um, I love to be, I love entertainers that keep it so private. You don't know. I think it's brilliant because it allows me to really connect with them. Now the ones that go completely off the rails, guess what? There's disconnection there because I just don't want to hear it. I want to be entertained. And guess what? You're a detailer. People just want their cars cleaned. You know, they don't want to hear your political stance. Now, if you feel that strongly about doing it, Again, make, make, you know, if somebody comes in and does a better job and they're not doing that shit, you're probably going to be doing really, you're going to get your, your, your booty kicked. This slide is, you know, that's a big old huge iceberg. And we all know that underneath the iceberg is the base. The reason why that, that iceberg doesn't tip over is because it's a lot bigger at the bottom than it is on the top. Well, a business is the same way. And a life is the same way. Now, some of you don't like this. I know I get a lot of, uh, I won't say hate mail, but I get a lot of, I get a lot of criticism from saying this. Well, you know what? It's not going to take seven years. Well, on average, it does. I'm sorry. It's just been around a long time. Um, I never felt that. I just wanted to do it sooner. You know, I always said, okay, good. How do I get from this baby step down to the bottom to that seven to 10 year life building within two or three years? Because it's totally doable. 
but it's going to take time. And even your skill sets are going to take time to build up. Um, anybody here as best they're ever going to be? Uh, I always hear people cracks me up. Hey, I don't need to, I don't need to go to training. I don't need to be educated by those idiots. I know it all really, because man, I don't. And I, I, I learned, I mean, even t technique wise and skill wise, uh, it changes so rapidly. I can't keep up with it. It changes faster than I can change. So here's the deal. One to a year foundation building, take your, it's not because you're a baby that that baby's there. It's baby steps. Take it slow. Build that foundation the right way. If you have to have a second job to support you, I did um, for three years, for three winters. I didn't, didn't have a second job in the busy seasons, but in the off seasons, I definitely did because I didn't want to take out of my savings. I, didn't want to, I wanted to build up to that depth, depth building faster. And I did it, you know, within three. So that one, to three, that one to five, I cut it down to one to three. So that during that foundation building, that's when you're building good habits. And a lot of people don't think about it like this. They just think that they're going out, hey, business, 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 business. No, you're building, you need to build, build good habits. You need, you know, in the mafia, we call it an hour day marketing. Uh, we've got a, a one day marketing class that we put on that we teach that system to you. And it's an hour a day and it's, and it's, it builds up your marketing foundation to where it's, you don't have these, these, these crazy sales cycles and then years five to seven. And this is just generalized, but it's pretty close is your depth building. This is where you're going to start building some depth with your finances. Now it doesn't mean that you're not making a living during this years. That's not what I'm saying at all. You're going to, you're one to five. You could be building houses, buying houses, buying real estate, making investments, putting savings away, all that right off the bat. It just means that you're going to get greater debt that year five to seven. And during those times is you're really, you're, you know, you've got your staff coming in. Maybe you went from mobile during that time to a, to a shop, or maybe you went from a shop to having staff uh, in the shop. And then you're seven to 10 is that's life building. This is when you're going to take and really be, you know, maybe you're buying your second home. Maybe you're, you're going in and making uh, real estate investments, you know, at the slightest level. Maybe you've gotten to the point where you're selling your first small home or condo, uh, manufacturing home, whatever it is, and you're going to rent it out and now buy a home. That gets you into the year 10 plus where you're wealth building. Now you're starting to build up wealth. That puts you up above water, up above. You're sitting on the peaks. You're starting to see things. Now, years ago, that could take 20 years. You noticed it's not. It could for some of you. Uh, it could take 20 years. That's okay. You're not in a hurry. You don't want to overwork. I dig. Um, also combined, I know there's been talk about smart work versus hard work. Listen, man, I want to be smart with what I do every time. I'm going to be smart with my time. That's the biggest thing. We just don't have much of it. And so really taking and guarding your time and doing the right things at the right time is huge. And then not doubling yourself over. So now little, I want to take in before we get into this is I want to see if anybody online can get a tie in between the breaking bad series which I'm on my second watch right now, and sales projections. So I want to see by the end, by the time I'm going through this slide, I want you to send over a message either on Facebook or right here on Zoom and just say what the tie-in is for sales and expense and profit projections. Because I'm thinking about one thing in the series that happened that was magically done with his wife, Mr. White's wife. And so from here, sales projections, okay. Sales projections are huge. How are you going to take and estimate what you're going to do? Well, if you're brand new, it's going to be tougher. But what you want to do is you want to look at what am I going to sales going to be? I, I micromanage it down to uh, when I first began, uh, what my weekly sales are going to be. Then, you know, I can take it out to monthly and then quarterly and then yearly from there. Um, as I get more seasoned and I have some running history, I'll take it down to daily sales. And then what are my expenses? What is it going to cost me in labor? And, and even if you're a one-man shop, is what's it costing me in my labor to go out and do that? What's it costing me in product? What's it costing me insurance? What are my total expenses? That will allow you to get a profit projection off of that when you do those two. <clears throat> now, with history, this is pretty easy because you can look at the year before. And again, you can shoot for the moon and, uh, and hope, hope that you do a lot better. You know, put some, put some fat in there. You know, put an aggressive marketing and sales plan together. Without history, you're going to have to take, and again, this is where it ties back to the Breaking Bad series. Let's see. If you don't have any history, how are you going to judge that? And I'll come back to that at the very end. Now, why are this important? This is all of this, all the projections, and projections is something people don't do a lot because it, it burns a lot of brain cells. 
It allows you insight into realities. Also, it provides input for your needs. What am I going to need? What am I going to do? What's my labor needs going to be? It also keeps you on task for your goals, and it keeps you moving forward. It keeps you moving, moving, moving. Uh, I like to do this, too, just as a way to make sure that you're going to have an income that allows you to uh, succeed at your rate. So, Chris, any input on what, on what projections in the series Breaking Bad is? Do we have anybody saying anything yet? I haven't seen anything yet, and uh, honestly, I don't, I can't tie it in right now either. Yes. <laughs> when, when, when Mr. White, this is important. I know this sounds geeky, but it's it, it, it actually is. Is when they started taking, and if you've watched the series, they're having success in their criminal business, and he brings his wife into it, and she knows what's going on. They've got to find a business to launder the money through. So he works part-time. He's a teacher, high school teacher, and then he works part-time at a car wash. Well, they start taking and looking at buying the car wash because it goes along with their story. So she takes and sits outside. And this is if you don't have any running data, this is actually a great way. Go sit in front of your competition, get to know, call them, competitive shop them, see what their prices are, and then just watch them for a couple of days. Literally see what goes in to their shop every single day. Mrs. White sat out there and she watched everything that came in. She judged it. She did it for a couple, two, three days to get a good running total on it and figured out kind of what their sales were before they went in to purchase the company. And so just kind of know something kind of weird, but it, it always, when I, I guess I'm just, you know, the entrepreneur no matter what, because when I watched the series and I saw that, it, it brought me back to what I did. I did that same kind of recon on different shops when we were going into new markets. And people think us goofy, but guess what? My projections were pretty dang close for the company when we started up because I had that amount of intel. Yeah, it took a lot of time to do it, but I wanted to have accurate projections for sales and so forth. And so it was really cool. It works quite well. well I do remember that now, now yeah. that you, uh, you bring yeah. it up. So here's the type of businesses is that you want to talk, you want, you want to look at is sole proprietor, uh, LLCs, C or uh, S corps, and the key to this is to really, really engage a really good CPA is that you want to do that. Now, from my logic, now this goes against, I'm not a CPA. I'm just a business dude that's been around for a while. You know, if you're not in a partnership, if it's just you, maybe you and your wife, a sole proprietor, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody wants to sound important with an LLC. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a sole proprietor because it's, it, it flows through. You're, only, you're still only going to take in, you get all the deductions. There's more deductions you can get out of a C or, or S corp but you're still going to have good deductions on a sole proprietor. Um, a lot of people will move up to the next step in an LLC to limit their liabilities because they think, oh, if I damage something or I mean, listen, if you damage something is they can penetrate that LLC shield in a heartbeat. A good lawyer is going to go through that LLC and hold and attach you in a heartbeat. So don't have that as your motivator, have the financial side of it as a motivator because the protection side in our industry is, is I won't say it's nothing, it's just minimal. It will help you, but it's not what people think. Now, a and S Corp, a lot of advantages there, especially if you're moving some cash flow through or you've got multiple businesses. Talk to your, your CPA because that could give you, there's a lot, of, a lot more you could do with your taxes and so forth, protections and so forth with that kind of, uh, of corporation than, 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 than the LLC or the sole proprietor. But it's going to come down to this. The challenge of that is, now you're going to have a couple sets of taxes. It's going to be more expensive to do. And, and again, it just depends. I listen to a lot of the gurus, uh, uh, financial gurus and so forth. A lot of them say really until you get above a million dollars, you know, in sales, that's sole proprietor, there's nothing wrong with it. But it's going to depend on your, on, on your structure. It's going to depend on your state. It's going to depend on, you know, where the money came from for your startup, how much you're putting into it. Uh, is all is is all those different things, but most of the big gurus I talk that that I listen to, not talk to, listen to is like I said, until you get to a million dollars or so, it's really there's there's not a ton of advantages, but you're going to have to go through and and really talk to your CPA to find out what the facts are for you. Uh, that's not across the board. That's just in general. So now we're going to go on to let's look at record keeping. This is probably this is something that. I really want to get across because here's the deal is that you should have an exit plan for your business. That exit plan. Now, even if your kids, if it's going to be a, 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 a legendary business where you're taking, you bring in other, you know, 
family, your, 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 your kids, your grandkids, whatever, to take over your business, there's still going to be a value there. And you're still going to want to get paid something for a, at least a little while um, in, until they completely take it over and so forth. If you're going to, if it's, if it's going to be a, and truly be a legacy business. Now, if it's not is, are you going to sell the business? So many small business owners and service business, they don't think about the exit strategy. They don't think their business is worth anything. Boy, I will argue with you because I've sold many businesses that were small and made good profits on it. And so that's the difference between a comfortable future and maybe an uncomfortable future. So with that said, your record keeping has got to be impeccable. It's one of the most important things. The things that get businesses in trouble is bad record keeping. And here's why. Service software is, is RoadFS is on the background. Zenware's good partners are. Lots of good uh, your able was on a call earlier uh, with, with us earlier in the month. They did a whole presentation about their software. Road FS is coming on. Chris, who else do we got ties in with? Uh, Mobile Tech RX will be in the future too. We're just waiting for everything to kind of calm down. Yep. There's another company that's, that's supposedly going to be launching that's going to come into the industry also. So we got a lot of options. And right now in the state of the, the globe, this is a good time to go out and test those service softwares. Let me tell you, the way the things that they can do in the automation that they'll bring to your company, it's almost like having a part-time assistant with you for really cheap per month. I mean, seriously, it really is. Uh, CRM, a customer relationship management software. Again, um, we use one. I'm in it all the time. Chris is in it all the time. Uh, this really helps us with our customers. Now, a lot of this, the service software can double over as that, that, that CRM. So you've got to look at the different systems and see if you get both out of that. Now we get into QuickBooks. QuickBooks is keeping track of the money. This is where, again, both of these, not one more than the other, both of these, one, when, when, when I've sold companies, they're after two things. They're after our, you know, they want to make money off our company. So we got to justify it with QuickBooks and our CPA and our, you know, all of our, all of our tax re, uh, returns and everything else, right? We also, they want to look at our customers, how, you know, what, what services are they doing? So if we can prove that we've got this thing built around the most profitable services on the menu, guess what? That's added value. Then we can take it through our QuickBooks and show everything. We can take and, and print up at, 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 at the drop of a hat, a profit and loss statement. It's easy. QuickBooks, there's a lot of classes you can take, online classes you can take. Uh, they're real good about support. It's a wonderful, wonderful system, as is most of these service softwares that we've got going now too. Staffing, this is huge, keeping records of your staffing. This is massive. Now, when we ran shops, we got to the point to where we, we actually hired on a company, a staffing company. They did all of our payroll. They did all the management. They did all the record keeping. They just send us reports. And it was awesome because you know what? That wasn't our forte, is you can get in real big trouble with workers' comp and other issues if you don't have a down pat. And it can take a lot of time. So we actually worked with a staffing company uh, to work with our employees and so forth. And then also now is uh, tracking your training and certificates. It's really important because here's the deal. I market all this nonsense going around in the internet. Oh, you know, I don't need to be, I don't need to be certified. I don't need to be trained. I don't need bullshit. We used to market. We built our own certification program. It took a lot of work. Now you got other organizations that are out there that will qualify you as an independent that you know what you're doing. You got to track that information. And then why should your CPA be one of your closest allies? Because your finances is that, you know, you're taking and giving away precious time to your business, to your customers. And if you don't know the dollars and cents of your business, your, your most precious asset, your time could be wasted. So you need to take and have a class, close relationship with your CPA. They need to know what's going on in your business. Here's the other hint too is, we brought in a guest speaker about five years ago and I hope our CPA is not listening. I don't think he does, but you know, our, this, 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 this financial expert, uh, Tom Shea, good, good, good friend of our groups, good friend of uh, Jim Gogan, good friend of mine. He suggested that, Hey, every five, six years, you need to, you need to get rid of your CPA and get a new one. They kind of get lazy. And you know what we've noticed with ours, ours is getting kind of lazy. It's about to the year five and they're not hungry to help us anymore. They're, they've got it down. They're good. But I just don't think that they got the, that, you know, go back to, you can tell I've watched a lot of, 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 of late night movies while we're sitting there. You know, they don't have that eye of the tiger. They don't have that passion. They don't have the bite. Uh, 
and, and, and I want them to have a bite. I want them to get and get in deep into my books and find things. The other one, when we switched this last time, this current one saved us tens of thousands of dollars a year. It might be time to go ahead. We've also ramped up our business quite a bit. Might be time to go find a good, good CPA that we can work with again. Now our last one, what we did is we actually went back to our last one, but he's retired. So go back and forth is okay. They actually know each other. They actually know each other. So important aspect of your business is right there is your record keeping. Taxes. Oh, oh boy. Let's jump into that. Federal. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Stimulus packages, business, PPP, you know, disaster funds. State of California is looking at, at, at paying people. Uh, there's a bill in right now to give every American $2,000 a month until this thing's over. They are going to take and put the screws to us as small business like you've never seen it in our lifetimes. That's another reason you want to be with a really good CPA. Let me tell you, the federal, the state, and the local are going to come after businesses. And what was acceptable and what you got by before, I can guarantee you this, within a year or so, you ain't going to be able to think about getting away with that crap anymore because they are going to be desperate for money. So the, the federal, the state, and the local, you have got to get a CPA that knows that. We're going to go through some, some of the county government things here in just a bit and talk about what they come after. Employees, you've got to make sure that you're pay, paying your employee taxes, that you're paying uh, into it, and that you're paying your workers' comp. 1099 contractors clarity. Let me tell you something. I'm going to run down through this list, and I, I again, verify with your CPA, but I can almost guarantee you this. If. If you have 1099 contractors, they need to make their own schedule. They need to use their own tools. They need to make, they, they need to bring their own products. If they do all of that and they've got a set contract with you, they are a 1099 contractor most likely. But if they're using your tools, they're using your products and they're coming in to, on time-wise on your demands, you've got an employee. Guess what the government's going to come after? My biggest fear is coming through this is with the current environment of what's going on with COVID. People that got it from working and now going and claim a, a claim against workers' comp, and these guys have their 1099 contractors, there's going to be a lot, and not just in our industry. I'm not picking on you guys. There's going to be a lot of people in a lot of trouble. Quarterly versus yearly. As you start taking and getting into your business, it'd probably be very wise to go ahead and start taking and paying your taxes quarterly. That way it's a nice little lump sum instead of one big, huge, massive one at the end of the year. It'll cost you a little more, but it could save you a lot too. What I like about this too is we're in a growth mode, okay, with our, our business. When all this hit happened, and believe me, I intend, we will be in a growth mode again once this thing frees up. That's just how we roll. But here's the deal is that growth mode, when we do our quarterly taxes, we can also, our, our, our CPA can see things that we might not see if we wait until the end of the year. He or she can make suggestions for purchases that could save us a lot of money in the long run and pay less taxes. So quarterly is a big advantage over that. I pushed Diane very heavily, my own wife, we're, we've gone over to that. It's that important that you pay attention to it. The type of organization is gonna change your taxes, whether you're an LLC, a sole proprietor, uh, you know, S-Corp, C-Corp, all these different things will play a part into your taxes. Also, your deductions. What are you allowed to deduct? What are you now not allowed to deduct? Listen, I take and I, I save every receipt and I allow my CPA to tell me yay or nay. Simple as that. And then all cash business facts is, you know, again, my warning of the government's, the agency's going to need money is, they can track you. you. Might say, "Oh man, no way!" I just, you know, there's no way they can track me. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. It's really tough to take and run your business on all cash. The other thing that it does is it takes your value, believe it or not, down to zero. Is a as a resale business, it takes it down to zero. Now, also right now in a, in a, in a situation like this, like we're in now, let's say that something massive happens again. We live in a country where storms hit us, floods hit us. Tornadoes hit us, earthquakes hit us. Uh, what also if it's a big 9-11, a man-made event, where it, it dwarfs what we're seeing right now. You've got an all-cash business, and the government's going to go ahead and come in and help people, but you don't show any profits. 
Where does that leave you? And so you got to be very careful. Now, am I telling you that if you get a little cash to keep it, that's up to you. A little cash isn't going to be, you know, a big deal. But report your earnings. Be, be honest. Be above the board. Here we go. Insurance. This is another big one, and I'm not going to make any friends on this one, but I'm going to be directly honest. This is 30 years of running businesses. They're good. You've got good insurance. Good insurance will cost you. We go through an individual that is like uh, huge within SEMA. He's like the insurance guru of, of SEMA. Uh, that was an education process to look at how much in, bad insurance we've had over the years through policies. Is good insurance, they're going to go through and they're going to basically, they're going to want to see your, your profit and loss. They're going to want to know what services you offer. They're going to want to know great detail of what you do. And it's not because of limiting their liability. It is. That's a big part of it. But it's also so they understand your needs. And also good insurance is they're going to have key person insurance. You look down to the fourth item down there. Is that under my insurance in the event that I go down because I'm the primary in our business is it's got a set value per month that it's going to pay me for X amount of time in the event that I have an industry or uh, excuse me, an injury or a sickness is it's going to help. It's going to help our company out. The bad, everybody goes after cheap insurance. You get what you pay for. And a lot of times when you go to put in claims on these bad policies, you're going to find out it's almost impossible for you or your customers that are, they're the ones with the damage to get the money out of those bad insurance companies. Even nameable high name insurance companies, they're going to fight you every inch of the way. That's the bad, the ugly. This gets into some ugly parts that a lot of people don't want to take and talk about. Wheels off facts. Did you know that if you don't inform your insurance company that you're taking wheels off, you're probably not covered. In the event that they find out that A, will cancel you, or B, if you have an incident, God forbid that a wheel has an incident or that person's in an accident, and the lawyers find out you took wheels off, they're not going to cover you. Simple fact, they're not. Lifts in your shop. Same exact thing. A lift in a shop is a lot of liability for a insurance company. So you need to notify. I'm not saying our insurance company said, hey, we'll cover you if you do wheels. We just, it's just going to cost you. And we'll cover you if you have a lift. It's just going to cost you. But we, know, we need to know before we cover you that you've got the right education, knowledge, and know-how to deal with both of those elements, taking the wheels off, torquing them back on. So there's some solutions to that. But your insurance is, 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 is going to be very nervous if they see you taking wheels off and they see you have a lift in your shop and you haven't taken and opened that up and let them know of those facts. Craftsmanship coverage challenge. Did you know most insurance, if they don't cover craftsmanship. So if you, let's say, for instance, burn paint, did you know that's a craftsman? You should know better than doing that. Most of the time, or if you stain wheels, you know, using the using improper technique or products or a combination of both is they're not going to cover that craftsmanship issues. You are considered an educated professional that should know the difference and not how to damage things in the event that you damage it. Good chance that the coverage isn't going to be there. Specialties such as aircraft, RVs and boats are usually underneath a general policy, not covered is that especially aircraft and boats is you're going to have to have specially coverage for that. It's not an umbrella policy. Matter of fact, most companies that do your shopkeepers or your auto detailing business or your auto related business are going to cancel you in the event that they see that you're touching aircraft, RVs or boats because they don't want the liability. You're going to have to go through a broker that can broker out a deal that has relationships with both and you're going to have to have coverage on one and then coverage on the other. It's very difficult to get the same coverage from both companies. It's very difficult, not impossible, and it's very expensive. For aircraft, for instance, if you're going to work on aircraft, is you're probably looking at a thirty, uh, dollars to $20,000 bump a year in your insurance coverage. Now, boats and RVs, some insurances will. Some insurances will cover it. Uh, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not common. Um, and you've got to usually have a pretty good running relationship with the insurance company. And so also the insurance companies now, I think a lot of things are going to change from this event too. Uh, recent COVID-19 developments. 
is that we have seen insurance companies on, we've already, we've already witnessed it, is we've seen uh, detailers and car washes that are going out, getting in, staying, staying open when they're, they have not been found essential businesses and their insurance companies putting them on notice that they're canceling them. The reason why is the next one, workers' comp, is they don't want the liability. And if somebody were to get sick and come back, they are an arm to you. They are saying, hey, we backed this person up. And when they see you doing things that is against the grain, uh, they're not going to like that. So workers' comp, you've got to have it. Simple as that. You can pretend that a, ten, that a 1099 contractor uh, agreement is going to be a, uh, a shield for you. It's probably not. Uh, matter of fact, when I was real active in, in still detailing is I went through and carried workers' comp on me too because my clients demanded it. They wanted me covered in case something would happen. Health coverage, you want to talk about health coverage, is that, again, if you get, a, get the right CPA, your, your health coverage is going to be a write-off, as is could be your insurance, your life insurance, if your CPA runs it the right way. And then tax savings. You can put them into medical savings accounts before taxes and use that for health-related expenses. So that's another, that's a tax savings, not necessarily a tax or an insurance, but both. So I wanted to bring that up because it could save you a lot of money instead of showing it as income. You're putting in, especially if you have kids, they go to the dentist, they go for co-pays. There could be a lot of things. Check with your CPA and your, and your state uh, laws to see how that works. But a tax savings, uh, medical savings is, is, or excuse me, a medical savings account is, could be a, a huge uh, addition to your insurance and it's all before tax dollars. Federal, state, local governments. Oh boy. I want your money. They're going to be more greedy than ever after this. And like, and as they should, man, is that there's been some great things come down to help people. And uh, it's not everybody. The majority of small businesses didn't get it, but some did. We had, we had some in our group get it. But here's the deal is city fees. You've got to look at what the city cities are going to take. And they're going to have a host of, it's not just the county. It's not just the state. It's not just the federal government. Cities, each city that you work in is going to take and require a license. So if you're mobile, if you got six or seven cities, legally, most of them, I won't say all, but most of them are going to require that you have a, have a city business license to do work there. Now, some of them are going to have a water use tax onto the top of that because you're using water within your business. Your, your um, city, county, and state licenses is that Cities will require it, counties require it, and states. Some states require it all the way down. State bonds, the state of California, is you've got to have a bond in place. In some instances, if you don't develop, it goes back to working with a CPA and developing the type of company you are. County inventory taxes, a lot of, every county in California, for instance, is that you've got to take and pay a running toll for the inventory. That includes if you've got cabinets, if you've got chairs, if you've got signage, if you've got equipment, products, everything else, they want a running inventory of that. It could be several hundred dollars a year to pay for that county inventory taxes. Most of them, it's a law, and most people don't even know it. And they're going to start coming after it hard after this. Uh, water usage taxes, I've mentioned that. It could be for a shop, too, a fixed location. If some jurisdiction will have, because you're using water in your company, they're going to charge you an excess tax for doing that. In the event that you're going on the airports, even if you're dropping people off, let's say that you, you live near an airport and you're dropping people off, you got a valet service, you're coming on as an operator, they're going to want a little fee. Now, if you're detailing planes uh, and you're trying to get under the radar, eventually they're going to catch you and they don't like that. They don't like when you, they come on, you come on the airport and the pilots will tell you, oh yeah, I can bring you on, man. Once the airport sniffs you out, mm -mm. I've done over 4,000 airplanes in my career. Let me tell you, some airports, not all, some won't care. Some will not care. Some won't have a problem. But some will. You, you think that, you know, City Hall is politically uh, crazy. Uh, go into an airport. Some of those boards are nuts. Usage taxes for mobile units is that counties and cities, multiple counties and cities, if you're skipping over from one county into another, they, could, they may want a tax on that. Home-based business license. Did you know most cities have got, they want to know if you're a home-based business. And they're going to take in and they want you to be licensed in the city. Uh, HOAs are the same way. Some of them are going to take and want to know, and there's going to be an increase if you're a home-based business or work out of the house. And then the rest of the world, 
there are some crazy, crazy laws on the books, and you've just got to know. Is that, for instance, we went and we used to work at a, a large country club. Guess what? They wanted a fee for coming out to that country club. So you just don't know. Everybody's got their hands up, and I'm going to tell you, the hands are going to go out more. They're going to go deeper into your pockets, and they're going to, they're going to carry a sledgehammer to beat it out of you now. It's coming, so be ready for it. So the office is, my kids love this show, is, you know, be, be prepared. Have a printer. Multifunction machine's great so you can scan things. You can print things. You copy things. Credit card processing, oh, my God. It's the, the ability to do so. That's why I put ability. There's so many options, great options out there that you can do now. Uh, now you're going to have to have a computer, a tablet. I love to take a tablet out mobile with me, run my menus off of that. And then the Google Suites uh, products. Uh, that's what we use. Uh, we use it a lot. Chris is, uses it nonstop. I use it every day, you know. Uh, Chris uses multiple tools within Google every day, and it's a great host of things. So um, I know that was a quick uh, – I'm trying to keep you guys right at 45 minutes. We're right there. Here's the next classes. So we're going to go over equipping on uh, Wednesday of this week, equipping your business with tools and products, uh, cutting-edge equipment and products on Friday, uh, knowledge and skill building on Monday, and then uh, thinking ahead is that, again, we, we know that we're, we're on the backside is I think we're closer than we are for, further than re reopening this thing back up and relaunching our companies. Thinking ahead is that uh, our June five-day or four-person course is sold out. Our July has a couple spots, I believe, maybe not. Chris, do we have opens in July? And then August, I know we have a couple spots. Yeah, yeah, um, both. We have uh, – July has some openings. Um, we have two different classes in August, both with uh, – uh, with a couple openings. So the reason why we're saying this now is because we, we had to put off, we, we lost our April and May classes. So we're putting those students into others. And because we only have four persons in each course, the courses are going to get pretty piled up pretty quick. Um, and so just, just thinking ahead from that also is that three things that blow my mind. I promise to share this with you. So here they are. You guys ready for this one business owners without a close relationship with a CPA is, man, you know, the first thing out of, of people's is, is uh, mouse. Usually when I talk to them about business, so they go, yeah, you know, I was thinking about hiring an attorney on really why? I mean, I'm not going to say you're not going to use an attorney. That'd be a foolish statement, but I'll tell you what, you're going to use your CPA a thousand times more than you are an attorney. First thing you could talk to your, your, your CPA, man, if they're sharp, and, you know, again, you get what you pay for. Look for a good one. Uh, ask for references. Look at other service businesses. You know, if they're, if they're doing all white-collar businesses, you know, that might not be a good fit for you. Look for somebody that's got a lot of contractors, mobile units, uh, people that, that go out, that are out like you, because they're going to understand fleets and everything else and the challenges. Or look for people that, if you're a fixed location, that do mechanics, you know, that, that do – uh, people that own service businesses that service in the automotive industry. That's huge. The number two thing that just that absolutely blows my mind is the confusion on saving receipts and write-offs is I'll be out with people. And the fact that, you know, I keep every receipt, every single one of them. And I've got business and I got personal because I can't tell you how many times our, our, our bookkeeper will go through and say, hey, hey, we're going to move that personal one. Do you have the receipt to that? Because we want to be able to back it. They want to be, they don't want to just take our word for it because they're representing us. So we can, we can go through every month. I keep all my receipts for every month. I keep them out. I've got a huge container. Every year we throw a new container away. We keep ours out. I think it's 10 years and then we dump it. We don't need to, but we do. And so the confusion is that you want to make sure that you're writing off what you can. You want to keep proof that you did it. A receipt, not just a credit card receipt. And then number three, the number of business owners that have 1099 contractors where the 1099 contractor is actually an employee by state law. In the automotive business, this runs, it's, it's crazy. And how many people are misusing the 1099 contractor rating is you're going to get in trouble. It's just a matter of time. So if you're doing that now, you need to rethink it and come back legit and above the board because things are going to change. Things are going to change drastically. I won't say instantly, but they're going to change quickly. And it's going to be very evident. We're going to see people getting busted. So, Chris, do we have any questions? Let's see. Uh, Mark Nelson had a question going back to insurance. Okay. Um, he wants to know if your driving record affects your business insurance. Ooh, well, you know, if you are mobile and they're going to cover your vehicles, it could. 
you know, it, 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 it could affect it. Um, especially if you're getting business insurance on a vehicle, you know, but I think there's a way around it. You know, I think that you, it's going to cost you, but it, it could affect it. I mean, it could, it could definitely affect it. So great question. Um, let's see. I don't know about any other questions right now. Keith said, I uh, couldn't agree more with the insurance. Get a good agent and be honest with what you do and make sure you have coverage. If you think coverage is expensive, wait until you don't have it. Why, Keith? Okay, that makes a good thing. You know what we do is, Keith, thank you so much, is we take and we send our broker a list of everything we do. That way, if we come back and let's say that we are, we're into wheel repair and a wheel goes amuck and, it, and it, we got to buy a, you know, a new wheel. And the insurance company goes on and says, well, we weren't aware of that. We didn't know you did that. We're not going to cover it. Well, hold on. Here's a signed receipt of what our broker, we sent to our broker. And here's in the packet that he sent to you. Look at it. It's right down there. Look at it. It's in your, it's in our paperwork. Oh. And so I take and have a, I, I call it my disclosure document. And what I do is in with, with, within that document, I list every service out that we do in a small paragraph or two about what that service is. And that just keeps the honest people honest. So Keith, great point. Jason, thanks. Yeah, great, good, good. Glad you got something out of it. That's cool. Thank you. Thanks for the compliment. Um, okay. Oh, Jason, you got to watch. Um, it's not what you think. The, the Breaking Bad. It's it's really good acting. Uh, it is about drugs, but it's it's uh, it's really good acting. It can't get a little violent, but it's the acting is unbelievable. Um, Let's see. Um, Al was asking about LLCs and corporations about which of those options is better. I know that your recommendation was to definitely talk to a CPA about that. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it depends on how, how big you are and what you're doing, what your gross sales are. Um, you know, it, 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 there's advantages to all of them. Uh, you know, so prior to it's easier, you know, the, the, the flow through money is just, it's on you. It's on your, you are the company. Uh, you're not going to have to file another separate um, tax return. Um, you know, you can get insurance in it, you can get a bank account in it, you can do everything you can in a normal business. It's just a sole priority. All the liabilities on you. The LLC, it takes the liability a little bit off you, but not much really. It really doesn't. Um, a lot of people think it, it, it does. It, it doesn't. It, it, it really doesn't. I've had several attorneys tell me that, several CPAs. But at some point, size-wise, especially as you start hiring people, you get into things, the, the LLC does have some advantages and tax advantages. The C and the S corps, depending on which one you're going to go into, those are, that's a big move. But again, a lot of advantages to that because you're you're you, there's there's a lot of write-offs. You could be an employee of the company uh, versus having you know just that way you can take and uh, you can report the income. It's showable. You can show it as a job, so you're not self-employed, so to say. There's a lot of advantages of both of those. It's just going to depend where you're at in your business. It's going to depend on your state. It's going to be depend on your income. It's going to depend on your, on your gross sales. There's a lot of avenues of what's going to be best for you. They've all got advantages and there are a few disadvantages depending on what you're doing. Um, uh, Kyle asked, uh, Kyle Axtell asked, uh, bonded, why or why not? I was under the impression that you only needed to, to be bonded if your local government required it. But, um, Pretty much, you know, pretty much. Now we had a bond um, in our business because of the of what we worked on. Um, I've owned several companies that we had to be bonded. Um, we either went into people's pers their property, their real property, uh, was one of them. The other thing is in the state of California is the car wash bond. Is they've they've tagged us in. If you're an operator in California, they've tagged us underneath the same legislation as a car wash. So if 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 you get busted. And, you know, a lot of people have gone around that by not calling their detailing company about incorporating and calling it paint correction, paint services. So that way they're completely away from detailing because they've packaged detailing into this bond, this expensive bond uh, in the state of California. And there's been uh, a lot of detailers uh, that have paid, had to pay a $10,000 fine um, for not having the right bond and a lot, the right insurance in place. And yeah, that one, that, that one, um, to guys like me that are just, you know, working by themselves, didn't apply. It only became an issue if I had employees. Right, right, right. And so, 
you know, Bond, we worked on jet aircraft, a lot of private jet aircraft. We were in them. We found a lot of unusual things, content uh, inside those, 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 res, those, uh, those aircraft. And so we, we decided to go ahead and get bonded just for that reason. It wasn't expensive back then. And it was more so just a show for us. It was a show of, um, it was a force multiplier of that. It really showed that we cared, that we had a lot of integrity. Uh, we never had any issues with it. Well, we've had other companies that we've had to be bonded uh, and so forth, but that's why we did it within the, the, the automotive care industry was for that reason. Yeah, and, and Dan mentioned that sometimes a, a customer may require a bond, like especially if you're working for a company or something or doing a job for a company. Absolutely. Yeah, good point. You know, again, fleet services, something like that. Um, but it's going to have to be for me to be a bond, it's going to have to be a long term contract and some, you're, you're going to have to make the money back. You know what I'm saying? Bonds right now, I haven't, I haven't really checked into it. I'm not sure what the bonds are doing right now. Um, it's also a bond is going to be related a lot of times is, is to your credit. And so they're going to come out and if you've got not so good credit, it's going to cost you a lot more money. If you've got good credit, it's going to cost you less. So it just depends. It can be a real challenge. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So Albuquerque uses a garage keeper bond frame with dealers. Yeah, and see, and that's, that's tough because it, it, you know, anytime that we're framed in with other industries is they don't take ours into consideration that we're a lot of mom and pops and nothing wrong with that. I mean, a lot of times, shit, man, I got, I got ownership of dealerships that don't make that great of money. You know what I'm saying? Especially right now. But anytime they tie us in with somebody else, that's, that, that could be spooky. So great, great, uh, Anthony, great input. Okay. Anything over on Facebook? I think, um, let's, oh, here, here's one from Mike. My CPA suggests million dollar coverage. Uh, is that pretty common across the board or does it depend on how big you are? Yeah. A million dollars, it's, you know, there's, so there's general liability. A lot of people think, okay, if I get, and this is, this is going to get confusing and I'm not a tax expert. I've just, I've just gotten a ta I've gotten tax. I've gotten insurance on a lot of companies. There's the million dollars is for like, like if somebody takes and walks into your shop and like trips, you know, or gets injured, it's, there's a per occurrence. And so is, that's why if you're working on ex exotics and so forth, you got to be honest with that because you might have a really low $250,000 per occurrence uh, value on your, so the, the, the million dollars is general liability. The per occurrence is for in the event that you, 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 you cause you, you're, you're at a, uh, let's, let's say a, a hangar working on uh, somebody's collection of cars and you leave a, you leave overnight, you come back, you left an extension cord plugged in and it, it, it burned down three LaFerraris is if you've got a $250,000 per occurrence, that ain't going to cover it. The thousand, the million dollars of general liability is if somebody gets injured, they're going to cover up to that in case of injury or death. And so, and don't quote me on that. I'm not an insurance expert. Um, I rely on mine. Uh, I got enough, I've got enough information to make decisions, but even then I get input from a lot of people when I'm, when I'm updating my insurance plans. Uh, that's the nice thing is if you're mafia, if the guys that are in the mafia, we got a lot of people, if you're updating your insurance, just, just put it up there and, and we'll give you six, seven, eight different people that have got different levels. We've got car wash owners. We've got people that have owned multi, multi, you know, billion, uh, millions of dollars a year in, in business. So we'll be able to give you input. That's where you want mentorship and you want a really good broker that explains everything on ours. What we did on the current, on the current uh, insurance broker, we sent him past policies. He went through it. And, oh my God, I was, I mean, I thought I had great insurance. It was bad. It was really, really bad. It was not good insurance. Okay. Anything else, Chris? Is that wrapper up? Uh, I don't see any more. Uh, well, you know, uh, Dano asked a while back, uh, fish sandwich or meat. What makes uh, what's what's better in the afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have to say I haven't had a fit. I haven't had good fish in a bit. Uh, I want Mexican food. Something I want to sit on a, at a, at a, a really good Mexican food restaurant and have shrimp fajitas. Something bad. Oh, don't go down that hole, man. I haven't been out to eat in forever. <laughs> Boy, doesn't that sound good? But I would have to say today is fish would be on the menu. I'd have to say fish was on the menu. It's a great question. So, hey, everybody, thanks a lot. We're right at the one-hour mark. We want to take and uh, appreciate Chris uh, 
for all the hard work of putting this together. Thank you all for attending either live on Facebook or over here on Zoom. Uh, to my lovely wife, Diane, thanks for backing us up. This is uh, for putting up with me when I'm out working on the slides, building these. So we will see you guys Wednesday. Come on in. And uh, Mafia will see you tonight and Wednesday night at our private Mafia events online. Also, for those that attended our Mafia Spring Fling online, we were supposed to have it yesterday live here in Big Bear. Um, thanks for taking it. It was nine hours of great information, teaching, learning, sharing. Uh, thanks for attending. So everybody have a blessed night tonight. Have a great Monday. Stay healthy, stay happy, stay friendly, and stay away from me. We'll see you later.